Did you know that Anansi is known as Chanansi in Aruba? This is What Good, brought to you by Talking Tales and hosted by storyteller Keisha Christie. Oral traditions is an inaugural part of who we are and preserves our culture. Join us every week as we gather and we share stories and talk culture. Gather together your family and friends, learn something new, reminisce about the old days, and most of all, What Good. Welcome to another episode of What Good. I'm your storyteller, Keisha Christie, and in this episode, we are telling stories from the island of Aruba. Aruba is one of the most picturesque of the Lesser Antilles Islands found off the coast of Venezuela. Did you know that on a really clear day, you could see Venezuela from Aruba? It's known for its desert-like landscapes and colorful architecture. Here's some fun fact. Aruba is the wreck diving capital of the Caribbean. So if you've ever wanted to swim with the fishes and explore sunken ships, then Aruba is definitely the destination for you. And did you know that for over 80 years, Aruba has been the pioneer in the purified water technology? Mm-hmm. Not only that, Aruba is known for its internationally renowned film festival that takes place in October. Aruban culture is a mix of indigenous peoples from South America, as well as descendants from African slaves, the Spanish and Dutch colonies. And the language spoke in Aruba is Dutch and a native tongue called Papimento. The stories we have for you in this episode are Anansi stories. Did you know that Anansi is known as Chanansi in Aruba? Let's go. I say crick, you say crack. Crick, crack, crick, crack, crick. Let's get into it. This story is called Copanansi and the Cow. Sir King had a large plot of land, which was covered in nettle. He could do nothing with this land, so he went out looking for people who he wanted to plow the land. He who managed to plow all of the land without scratching their body would win a big, fat cow. But nobody could do it. Because if you could not do it, you would end up on the end of a pitchfork and nobody wanted that. Everybody really wanted to get the cow, but as soon as they realized that the king was surely going to kill them, they would give up trying. Well, Nancy also thought that it was a great thing. And one day he just couldn't wait any longer. He thought about it and thought about it and thought about it and decided that today was going to be the day that he was going to get that cow. So he called his wife, Shemaria and told her what he wanted to do. And she cried. She said, Nancy, I will not see you anymore. How could you do be so daring? You will surely die and we will have no cow. Well, Nancy is stubborn and he was very determined to do it. So upon arriving to the palace, the king came out to meet him and he wanted to see who came to die. The king smiled when he looked at Nancy. However, he said, you look really anxious to die. You're still young. No, your majesty, I am not anxious to die, nor will I die either, but I am anxious to get a cow. But I have a favor to ask you. Before I plow the land, I need to choose the cow. 
I hope your majesty is not opposed to it. Well, no, Nancy. Follow me. Nancy walked along after the king until they stopped at a nice fat cow. Your majesty, can I have this one? Nancy showed a very fat spotted cow. Sure, Nancy. No problem. But make sure you win. Understand, you must win. A sergeant came along to watch Anansi plow the land. Anansi began to work, but the nettle gave him much, much anxiety to scratch his entire body. Nancy looked to see where the sergeant was, and he was watching him very, very closely. Then he looked at his cow further down. Sergeant, sergeant, do you know which cow is for me? Is it that one with the spot down here? Or another one with the spot up here? Or one more over there? And Nancy was scratching his body all the time on the places he was showing to him. Every time he needed to scratch, he would show the sergeant where the cow had a spot. Thus, he finished plowing the land in less than half an hour. The sergeant and his soldiers had to declare that a Nancy had not scratched his body the entire time. They did not realize that Anansi was scratching his body while talking to them the whole time. So Nancy won the big fat cow. He came back home singing loudly. Shea Maria and all of the children rushed out to meet him. They gave him a big long hug. They thought that they would never see him again. So they shouted out, Long live Papa Nancy! Long live Papa Nancy! This next story is called Anansi and the Sky God Stories. Anansi looked like a man, but he looked like a spider too. In fact, he had extra arms and legs and could spin webs. He lived on earth among human beings and was always watching for ways his clever tricks could make their lives better. Anansi saw that the humans seemed sad. They had nothing to make their lives happy and bright. Then he remembered that at the palace of Naima, the sky god, there were magical things called stories. And these could make anyone happy. The sky god owned all of the stories in the world. And in fact, there were piles and piles of these stories all over the palace. Plenty enough to share. That's it. Humans must have stories. Anansi spun a web up into the heavens and climbed up, 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 so far up into the sky that the villages below him looked like tiny little dots. He climbed up into the clouds and found himself at the sky god's palace. Naime greeted Anansi from his throne. Anansi, have you come to hear another one of my stories? Anansi pleaded, the lives of the humans are so dreary. They need something to give them hope. And I'm hoping that you will share your stories with them. <laughs> the sky god laughed. You expect me to share? Do you need so many? Anansi asked. Could you spare a few? The sky god did not want to share his precious stories. But he didn't want to seem selfish either. So he settled back in his throne and crossed his arms. Fine, Anansi, I will share my stories with the human beings only after you have completed four tasks for me. Then the sky god named his four most impossible tasks that anyone could have ever imagined. You must capture the deadly hornet swarm, the killer python, the stealthy leopard, and the mischievous fairy. 
Naime expected Anansi to give up and leave right away, but instead Anansi said, Very well, the human beings will have their stories soon and they will tell most of those stories about me. Anansi lowered himself back down to the earth. The tasks that the sky god had given Anansi were challenging, but he had a secret weapon, his wife. Anansi went to Aso, his wife, and told her of the tasks that were placed before him. Hmm, she said. Those tasks seem very difficult. Lucky for you, you have me to help you. They sat and they talked over and devised solutions for each one of the challenges. First, Anansi set out to find the deadly hornet swarm. Along the way, he made a hole in a gourd and filled it with water. Anansi plucked himself a banana leaf. He found the hornets buzzing angrily around their nest. As Anansi approached them, he used the banana leaf to shield himself and poured the water all over himself. Whew, oi, friends, the rain is coming. Hide in this gourd until the rain passes. Hornets hate rain more than anything. So the swarm swarmed into the gourd and Anansi quickly plugged the hole and juggled around the gourd a little bit and chuckled to himself. <laughs> One down. Next, Anansi had to trap the killer python. Anansi knew that python was very vain. When he found the great snake curled up on a rock, Anansi called out greetings. Greetings, friend. I come to settle an argument my wife and I are having. She says that you were not the longest creature in the world, but I say you are. Ha! Hissed Python. No creature is longer than me. Well, I believe you, but my wife doesn't. Let me measure you so that I can prove her once and for all. Python stretched out himself as long as he could. And Anansi tried to measure. Hmm, he said to himself. This is not good. When I tried to measure your head, your your tail curls up. And when I tried to measure your tail, your head curls up. How are we going to solve this dilemma you know what i think i'm gonna to have to tie you to the stick just to make sure you don't curl up python agreed so anansi got a very long stick and tied python's head and tail and body and wrapped a few more places just for security to ensure that he would not curl up ah look at that anansi said hmm. you might as well be the longest creature but um now you're trapped ha <laughs> ha to down, Anansi said to himself. Then Anansi went in search of the stealthy leopard, who had teeth as sharp as spears and could walk without rustling grass. He will sneak up on me and try to kill me, Anansi said to himself, unless I trap him first. So Anansi dug a pit in the ground and he covered it with leaves. Then he sat nearby, waiting and waiting. Sure enough, the leopard came creeping silently along. And then, as he was ready to spring upon Anansi, he took one step too far and fell into Anansi's pit. Anansi, cried leopard, you ambushed me. <laughs> Anansi smiled. I only did what you were planning to do to me. Then he covered the leopard with his spider webbing and hoisted him out of the pit. Three down, Anansi chuckled to himself. Finally, Anansi had to trap the mischievous fairy, whose magic was greater than his. But he knew how to outsmart her. Anansi crafted a beautiful little doll, 
just the same size as the fairy and covered it with sticky sap. In the doll's lap, Anansi placed a dish with some delicious mashed yam. And I tell you, it didn't take long for the fairy to appear with the smell of the delicious food. Oh, little girl, may I have some of your yams? The greedy fairy asked. The doll did not reply. So the fairy grew angry and asked again. No answer. The fairy got even more upset and slapped the doll on its cheek. Mm. Immediately, the fairy's hand got stuck on the sap on the doll's cheek. Let go of me, the fairy shrieked. Then she slapped with the other hand and that got stuck too. So she kicked and clawed and bit until she was completely trapped and stuck in the sap. And Nancy walked out laughing as loud and as hard as he could. <laughs> Four down, he said to himself. Anansi returned to the sky god with his captives, the trapped hornets, the tied up python, the webbed leopard, and the sticky fairy. The sky god was not pleased, for he knew that he must give up his beloved stories. But a bargain is a bargain. Very well, take the stories to earth, give them to the humans. They will be eternally grateful to you. In fact, they will call all their great stories spider stories. From this day forward, because of you. And Nancy bowed down low to the ground and said, Thank you, my lord. I think of no greater gift than that. And it came true. Just as the sky god had said, to this day it is hard to experience the joy of a story without thinking of a Nancy and the great gift that he had given all mankind. Thank you for listening to another episode of What Good. Join us next week as we upload new episodes for your enjoyment. As we say, gather your family and your friends, reminisce about the old days, learn something new, and most of all, what good.